Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the final hour of power here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 105. Before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler, they'll get you warmed up for Nats baseball. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, Commander's rookie defensive end Andre Jones set to join the program to talk about all of his feels and reactions from his preseason debut Friday night against Cleveland. Andre Jones has been a hell of a stud during training camp, so definitely thrilled that we're going to have him here on the program. That's coming up uh, in about 15 to 20 minutes or so. Right now, though, I want to go out to the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can say I'm overreacting. You can say I'm nitpicking. I'm calling it exactly how I see it. I was a little bit alarmed about the way this commander's starting defense played on Friday night. I was. To see that group that has so much talent and such high expectations, to see that group struggle stopping the run when that was really this team's undoing a season ago, it was alarming. I just ran through the numbers before we went to break. And their three most important games of the season last year. Week 15 against the Giants. Week 16 against the San Francisco 49ers. And week 17 against the Cleveland Browns. In all three of those games, this defense could not stop the run. One way or another. For whatever reason, they couldn't stop the run. So when I see the Cleveland Browns come out Friday night on their opening drive of the game, no Nick Chubb, no Amari Cooper, when I see that happen and they go for a 12-play, 67-yard drive that eats up seven minutes of game clock, when that happens, hell yeah, I'm going to be concerned. Elijah Moore getting on the edges because for whatever reason, Washington not setting a good edge. Remember the last time they said they didn't set a good edge. Ray Ray McLeod went 71 yards for a touchdown and that was all she wrote. So I can't have 
problems that existed last year resurface in the preseason. It shows me that, hmm, maybe this group's got some work to do. Now, I will say this about the defense. It was just one drive. And when we evaluate defense, it's about four quarters of ball. So let's just say, first of all, Cleveland didn't score on the drive. Let's just say they don't score for the rest of the football game. Then fine, the defense had a good performance. I'm just talking about what I saw from them Friday night. One series wasn't good. That's all I'm really trying to say. My question is this. Are you concerned that this this problem that's starting to resurface in terms of stopping the run, are you concerned that that's an issue that will linger throughout the regular season? Because when you look at Washington's schedule, it's not like they're playing teams that uh, aren't scared to run the football. Just look at it starting in week two at Denver, a team that's going to be physical up front and wanting to beat you up and run the football. I'm going to skip Buffalo because I think they're soft. Week number four against Philadelphia. We know what that rushing attack is going to provide. Week five on a short week against Chicago. We saw Roshan Johnson yesterday getting busy. No one's going to want to play that football team. They run the they run the ball really well. Atlanta the very next week. They run the ball very well. The next week, you got the Giants. They run it well. You see what I'm saying? If you can't stop the run, you aren't going to have success this year. You just aren't. Friday night, 12 plays, 67 yards, 7 minutes o'clock to open up the football game. This commander's defense couldn't stop a damn cold. Are we concerned that that problem may resurface during the regular season? one 800 636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Let's go out to the phones. My man Ed is in D.C. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Manel. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? Um, all right. Um, you're not entirely wrong. When they play a 4-2-5, they're going to have a difficult time stopping the run. But if you, rem- if you recall, mm-hmm. last year, once Ridgeway got hurt when they were playing their five-man front, they were good stopping the run. But once Ridgeway went down, they couldn't play that five-man unit because they didn't have a, a nose tackle. So they were playing a lot of four, four-man four lines, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to stop the run as well. So I think that Jack Del Rio is going to scheme it up by using five-down five linemen on, on early downs to try to mitigate their problems against the run. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. You could have – Five linemen on the field, Ed, you can have 10 linemen on the field. If you can't get off blocks, then you got bigger issues, and that seemed to be the issue on Friday night. I appreciate the call, man. I think Ed makes a really good point. I think John Ridgway and his ability to be a true nose for this defense will allow them to have more success stopping the run in those five-man fronts. As I went back and watched it, though, everyone was at fault at times during some of these run plays that happened on Friday night, and you expect that. You just do. It's the first time you're in real game-like action. Because I'll continue to say it. Training camp, training camp is just not enough to get a gauge on what a group is. The the, the level of the tempo is just not game-like. So so it's hard to really get a gauge. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. If I know what I know about this defense, if all the things that I believe about this group are correct, they're going to bounce back this week against Baltimore. But, but you got to talk about the, the scenario that they don't bounce back because this was an issue for this group last year. And what was disappointing about it last year is it happened in games that you had to win 
But you had to win to punch your ticket to the playoffs, and you couldn't stop the run when your season depended on it. We'll see. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Let's go to Al and Clinton. What's going on, Al? Hey, 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 Big L, man. I, 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 I love your passion and everything, man, that you have for the, uh, for the, for the team, man, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. But uh, I've always felt that the, uh, the Washington uh, commanders uh, front has been, uh, you know, overrated because mm. they haven't done anything. They haven't – you know, we got a bunch of first-round draft picks, but they haven't, they haven't put their mark on the, on the field, man. They, they you know, they, they – I don't know what it is, man. You got all this talent. And they just don't get the job done, man. And I, I don't know, man. And I'm going to say that mm-hmm. you only thing is going to have to look at the head coach. Maybe he's not putting, the, the, you know, the fire underneath these guys, man. Because, you know, if you're supposed to be so dominant, but they don't show it. Yeah. They don't show it and they never have, man. I'm waiting for something to change. I'm out. Hey, look, it's a fair point, man. I appreciate the call as always, Al. Look, it isn't about trying to call this group out. Al's calling the spade a spade. Since 2020, this group was supposed to be hell on wheels. 2020, that group made plays and carried this team to the postseason. You remember the goal line stand against Pittsburgh. You remember the Chase Young scoop and score against the Niners. They've made plays. It's just about doing it at a more consistent rate. And I thought last year was really, after week four, was really when we saw this defense begin to come into their own. Rushing in unison playing for the guy next to you, not trying to stat chase and go after sacks because that's what happened in 2021. Let's call it what it is, right? When you don't maintain gap integrity and you do your own thing, that's why teams and quarterbacks were able to scramble on them the way that they were. Last year, though, you didn't really see that a lot until the back half of the season. Those three games that I keep referring to, week 15 against the Giants, week 16 against San Francisco, and week 17 against the Cleveland Browns, they could not stop the run to save their life. Whether it was in between the tackles, running on the edge, not tackling well, a multitude of problems and a multitude of issues. My question and my concern is, will they rectify this before the regular season starts? My money is on this defense to get it right because they're too talented of a group. But I ain't going to act like I didn't see what I saw on Friday night. Let's go to Jeremiah and Fairfax. What's going on, Jeremiah? Hey, how you doing? No, thanks for having me on. Yes, um, so I saw the game, and while you are making fair points, the question was, are you concerned? And to be quite honest with you, I can't really be concerned about anything after just one, the very first showing of this team being on the field in uniform, unless it's like a kicker missing all his kicks or something. Right. And I wanted to also say that people forget that while Nick Chubb wasn't on the field, the Cleveland Browns still are one of the better running teams in the league. And also something but Jeremiah, Jer- Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I don't, want, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I don't give a go rat's ahead, ass ahead. that they're one of the best running teams. We are supposed to be a top I, five defense, buddy. I know, but li- I know that. But listen, it's, like I said, it was the first time they've ever Correct. been on the field together in how many months. Yes, but fair. just give it a second. And then, look, if this offense does better, teams aren't going to have the luxury to just be able to run as much as they want, which eases the pressure off the line. People aren't mentioning that. The more your offense does well, the other team has to pass more. 
teams are able to run on us so well because they can. The offense isn't doing anything. <laughs> teams are always up. And the last thing I wanted to say yes, sir. is that if people, like the last caller said, that I want this D-line, they need to get like a fire under their butt or something. I remember it was either this offseason or last offseason. Didn't we have Warren Sapp in here training up the D-line? Like, can't we get him back in here to he, start look, as like he, a permanent D-line coach or something? He was, something? In here like, during, he was here during the spring, man. I, I haven't seen him yet in camp, but I'm pretty sure he'll be out he, here very soon. <laughs> We need to get him back full time, man. If you want someone who can light a fire under someone's butt, have you ever heard him like mic'd up? That's someone oh, who, who would be a great I'm member of the you, coaching bro. staff. But that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for having me on. Calm down, people. It was just <laughs> one game. They'll figure it out. They yes, have sir. too much talent. Hey, I'm look, a Patriots Jeremiah. fan, by the way. So oh, I already I'm not know, man. Is, I'm glad that you so divulged that to the from people. A neutral source. <laughs> a neutral source. Yes, sir, trust, man. Trust, look, I, I appreciate right. it. Look, let me let me ask you this while I got you on the line, Jeremiah. Go ahead. Are, are we Go gonna ahead. are we gonna get more reps of Malik Cunningham at quarterback because he looked darn good, homie? Dude, they need dude. They need to put him at QB two. Bailey Zappi's <laughs> cool, but man, yeah, bro. I don't know. That looked amazing. Even Lamar retweeted it. But hey, all y'all, keep an eye out for Keon White, the linebacker, yes, the rookie. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Big Look number ninety nine, right, man. Appreciate I appreciate you tapping in, Jeremiah. Big number ninety nine for the Patriots. That's one thing Bill Belichick does, man. I love when Jeremiah taps in. A Patriots fan giving us some perspective. Keon White, though, ooh-wee, he was darn good uh, on, I believe it was, was it Thursday night or was it Friday night? I believe it was Thursday night we got to see him look good, had a lot of pass rush juice. For him to move as well as he does at that size, I was really impressed with that. Malik Cunningham was interesting, and we'll talk about him and the rest of the rookie quarterbacks as we progress throughout the 12 o'clock hour. Want to continue to take your calls, though, man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I've run through the numbers here. That commander's first-team defense wasn't too hot during their only possession of the game on Friday night. Deshaun Watson and the Browns marching right down the field. 12 plays, 67 yards to eat up 6 minutes and 58 seconds a clock. Although it was one series, and it's just the preseason opener, are you at all concerned about this defense replicating the success of 2022? Your call's coming up next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 105 before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you tuned up for Nats and A's. Curly W is looking to make it a series sweep. Winners of 11 of their last 13 from Nats Park. Uh, 135 first pitch right here on The Fan. And I'll be honest, man. I was excited watching the Nats last night. K-Bear Ruiz, first career walk-off home run. We'll play that audio for you before we get out of here as well. Right now, though, when I go to the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Are you at all concerned about what you saw from Washington starting defense in their lone possession on Friday night against the Cleveland Browns? Although they ended up getting a goal line stop, that opening drive for Cleveland offensively goes for 12 plays, 67 yards, and they eat up six minutes and 58 seconds a clock. They were getting beat on the edges in the running game. They were running in between the tackles. I'll be honest, it's preseason game number one, so I'm not going to completely sound the alarm. But it was a little bit concerning to see this star-studded defensive front get pushed around and beat at the point of attack the way that they did. Are you concerned about it? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go to Michael in Columbia. What's going on, Michael? Hey, Linnell, how you doing? I'm good, um, man. Glad to hear you're kind of leaning this way because uh, last time I talked to you, you were a Ron Rivera enthusiast, who I call <laughs> Ron Reverse. But uh, you're right, and the one common denominator here is the fact that we keep playing with the same linebackers yeah. and the defensive line gets an inordinate amount of blame when he refuses to upgrade at the linebacker position um, and, yeah. and refuses to admit that. And some of you guys there want to sing Jamin Davis's praises. I have never, I've always thought he was overdrafted and underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is what year three now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we got to get it together. Well, I think it's done. You know, the, 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 the jury is in, he's, he's not, you know, first string material. The other thing is, you know, again, Ron Rivera can no longer hide behind Daniel Snyder. Uh, and he's being exposed for who he is, especially with the Eric B thing. And, you know, <laughs> He's the king of scapegoat, and he's already setting EB up for a scapegoat now. And the last point is, the first eight games, you know, we're going to be behind again, and then we'll be, you know, scrambling to, uh, again, uh, catch up. Michael, I I get where you're coming from here. You sound like a scorn lover, and I I understand it completely. I appreciate your call. Look, this is what we've been – accustomed to the past couple of years, right? So I I get where the last caller was coming from. I get the overall frustration, but the defensive struggles on Friday night had nothing to do with Ron Rivera. Let's let's relax when we talk about that, right? Like we, there's enough things for us to get on Ron Rivera about and the performance of the defense Friday night is not one of them. Look, I'm a, I'm, I'm the type of cat played high school football, played a little bit of college football. I'm not in the business of using coaches as scapegoats. And that's what a lot of us do here in this town. Let me ask you all a question. Did, did Ron Rivera 
not get off of a block on Friday night? Did Jack Del Rio miss any tackles on Friday night? Hell no. So let's redirect our energy and our focus when we talk about why the defense struggled. I'm so sick and tired of us trying to use coaches as scapegoats when they don't play a down. Call it what it is. We get the opportunity to listen to Brian Mitchell five days a week on these airwaves, who has done it at the highest level. You think Brian Mitchell is going to ever blame a coach for something he screwed up on? No. Because coaches coach, players play. I get guys not being put in position to be successful, but it's preseason. That's not on the coaches. That's on the players. Let's go to Michael V in D.C. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm good. How you doing? Listen, obviously obviously there's uh, one one drive, but this is is culture. This is us always getting a slow start, maybe until we're like down nine in the third (laughs) quarter where they start playing like the team that they're supposed to play like. And if they would have matched half the energy of our secondary uh, in that preseason game, yeah. they would have made some stops. They would at least shine a little bit. But it's a culture thing, and it's and it's apparent. And it's trying not to see it. But now we got guys making a lot of money. Even the guys that haven't been paid yet are making a lot of money. And I'm I'm starting to get curious about some of the uh, these other cats. You know, are they going to come in and make an impact? But um, it is apparent they yeah. need to cut it out. We need to not be we not, we need to not be four and seven before this team starts playing, and we need to stop having one guy after another guy after another guy on contract years, and we just get pigeonholed. But I have no problem with us not paying these guys, get rid of some of them, and pay Cam Curl, pay some of these hungry cats, and uh, let's keep the, keep the ball rolling. Hey Mike, I appreciate the call, my man. Yeah, I think he he speaks to something that is very apparent. With this group since Ron Rivera's taken over, and I think Ron and Jack Dorio have done a really nice job embracing this struggle, because you can't duck and you can't hide from it. They have started off slow each and every year that Ron Rivera's been here in D.C. Last year, they ended up winning the regular season opener against Jacksonville, but then you saw it for the next month. That defense looked completely lost. Looked completely lost. So I understand the frustration. Guys wanting this team to get off to a quicker start. We're going to have to see, man. The one thing I do know is when the regular season comes, I think this this football team and this offense is going to be so much improved that it will allow the defense, as one of the other callers alluded to, to actually pin their ears back and go chase the quarterback. See, when you're not accustomed to playing with a lead as a defense, it's hard for you to get off blocks and go get sacks. But I want to go back to Friday night for a second. I keep giving out these numbers, and I'm hoping someone out there pays attention and understands that I'm not pulling this from in between my legs. Washington's major issue last year defensively, when it mattered the most, is that they couldn't stop the run. So for that problem to resurface in week one of the preseason, I don't know. You could say I'm overreacting. You could say I'm a shock jock. You could say I'm doing a bit. It is what it is. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Let's go to Ash in Silver Spring. What's going on, Ash? Hey, Linnell, what's up? What's going on, buddy? How you um, doing? So I'm going to make a few points. First, the mm-hmm. Jamin situation, the caller. I agree that he was stretched too early. Is the jury out, though? No. Because if you look in the half, last half of the season, you know, they played him more to his strength. He played really well. You know, he, he played really well because they, did, they, tr- they accommodated his skill set in instead of trying to force 
you know, a certain play style on him. Second, consistency is a is an is an issue, dude. Like I know like I looked at the stats last year for last year and it was like top five and top ten in all categories, you know, and we're still eight and eight and one and you know that speaks to that our offense couldn't put up points and I feel like that we're in a different situation here. But you know, like you said, mm-hmm. during that whole stretch of that defensive um, you know, proficiency mm-hmm. You had the struggle to stop the run. Yep. The first preseason game of a new season, you had the struggle to stop the run. And it's just, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, it, I don't get how I, you know, old Joe Schmo over here, <laughs> can see loud and clear yeah. what needs to change. And I understand that the defense, it's like besides Jonathan Allen, it's all young guys. You know, every single position, yep. you got youth. And so... I, I I see great potential, but as so many times in my Washington fandom, potential has not been been met. Nope. It is not they like they're not they don't got that pickaxe you know chiseling down trying <laughs> to find the gold at the bottom. Right. You know like I'll you like you, you know I think I'll say this I think back to Carlos Rogers. Wow. That guy sucked yep. for us. He was <laughs> awful. He had no sign. All pro cornerback, like what the hell is that? Yeah. And you know it's and that's like ten years ago, bro. <laughs> and we're still having this problem. Yeah. You know, I understand your frustration completely, man. We're up against it. I appreciate the call. If you're on the line, stay there. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. This number. I want to continue the conversation surrounding this commander's defense. Are you concerned at all about what you saw from the first team defense during the preseason opener Friday night? against the Cleveland Browns. More of your calls and rookie defensive end Andre Jones coming up momentarily. That's next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up to 105 before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats baseball. We've been talking about it here for the entirety of the 12 o'clock hour, man. 
This Washington commander starting defense, the effort that we saw from them, granted, it was one series, but it wasn't good. Let's call it what it was. They ended up capping off the drive for the goal line stand for Montez Sweat, but it was what happened leading up to the goal line stop that has me concerned. 12 plays, 67 yards. Cleveland eats up six minutes and 58 seconds of clock for a group that has all the expectations that we have for them. A top five group, according to many people. For them to come out as flat as they did on Friday night, I hope it's not something that we continue to see uh, as the summer progresses and as we get closer to week one. Because I'll tell you what, I said it a couple seconds ago, I'm going to reiterate it, man. You come out against Baltimore in these joint practices as lackadaisical as you did against Cleveland on that opening drive, and you will get your ass embarrassed. Got to get off blocks. You got to set a good edge. You got to tackle well. All things that we know this defense is more than capable of doing it. I just got to see it from this group. And as some of the other callers have alluded to, look, got to start fast. Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera, this entire coaching staff has harped on fast starts all offseason for them to come out flat in week one of the preseason. Very disheartening. Let's go to Sabah, North Carolina. What's going on, Sabah? What's going on, Neil? How you doing? Can you hear me? I'm in the car. Uh, let me yes, see. ma'am. Turkey Turnpike. I hear back you. down south. So I was about to fall asleep, and I was listening to you, and you <laughs> peaked my ears. <laughs> uh, Glad to you have know you. know what I'm saying. Yeah, so that kind of woke me up a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, uh, first of all, about the defense, I agree with that other gentleman called or said about the uh, Jamin Davis, and I'm going to put Chase Young in there. They're overdrafted, mm. and we keep uh, giving them chance after chance after chance, but yet you got uh, Howell, you know, that I feel was underdrafted, and all we want to talk about is his draft stats instead of letting his play. I think he's done better than both of them already in the short stint that yeah. he's had. So, um, and then I'm curious about your language. You were, uh-huh. I was listening uh, about the, you know, you said that Howell's um, floor – is better than um, Heineke's ceiling. <laughs> I knew that would pique your interest. And I'm curious. I'm curious um, if Heineke, if, if uh, Heineken's floor is anywhere um, close to winning four straight games in two separate seasons <laughs> in a team that's pathetic, beating um, Brady, uh, Wilson, uh, Cam Newton, and Derek Carr, as well as having beaten Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. So, and then I'm curious <laughs> how you mentioned yes. the throw to Jahan Dotson. Mm-hmm. I've seen you and others say it was pretty accurate. You know, it was within the catch radius. If Heineke threw that ball, it would have been wildly inaccurate. Thank God Jahan Dotson adjusted <laughs> to it. Um, and then on the dimes that you said Brissett threw, there were uh, completely covered uh, receivers, and they were dimes. If Heineke threw those passes, which he did, uh, they were called YOLO balls, jump balls, interceptable passes, 50-50 throws. So I just want to listen to your language and how your language, Mm -hmm. and when you say things, it definitely shows the bias. And one thing we should all hope for as Redskins fans is pray that Heineke is the player when they play Philly and Atlanta because he will beat Philadelphia. He should have beat him the other time he played, but Bates fell down to the goal line yes. when that pass would have won the game uh, at the last second. So <laughs> ended up being an interception. 
Sabah, and he did beat them already. I'm always, they were I'm always entertained doing this with you. You know how I feel about Taylor Heineke. Love you. Thank you, Stinks. Appreciate the call as always. I, I, I think I, I wish someone could go to bat for me the way the Sabah from North Carolina goes to bat for Taylor Heineke. Seriously, if someone cared about your boy the way someone, the way Sabah cares about, you know, Taylor Heineke, then whoof. You know what I'm starting to think? And, we, and we, we, we threw this out there last year on the Team 980. You think, you think maybe Sabah's got a little bit of a crush on Taylor Heineke? I, look, it's okay. If, if, she, if she does, I, I don't blame her. Nice-looking kid. But, jeez, talk about bias for someone. And, look, I do think she makes a good point. The Sam Howell ball that he threw to Jahan Dotson what was high. He just happened to be butterball naked, wide open, so he was able to make a good catch. But I do stand on what I said. The floor of Sam Howell is the ceiling of Taylor Heineke. And I mean that when I say it. Let's go to Rick in Mississippi. What's going on, Rick? Hey, congratulations. I want to thank you, first of all. I got two yes, two comments and a question. Go ahead. Congratulations. You're the first one I've, I've actually heard talking about Wiley. He's terrible. He had eight or nine sacks last year. He yeah. gave up eight or nine sacks to Pat Mahomes. And it, if, if, you, if you can't uh, protect a quarterback that's that mobile – you really got problems. So thank you for you know bringing that out. Also, <laughs> on the defense, yeah. I mean, I, I disagree a little bit about it. it's you know forget about the coaches. It's the player. Well, you know what? Right. Del Rio and Rivera can tell the players what not to do, and one of the things they cannot do or do is tell Wild Goose to not play ten yards off the ball. There's a reason <laughs> that Wild Goose led the team in tackles. Why did he leave the he <laughs> led the team in tackles because he plays ten yards off, yeah. gives up an eight yard catch, and then he makes the tackle. That's great, but don't play ten yards off. <laughs> I hear anyway, you, Rick. I hear you. Uh, uh, but, but Del Rio's got all the guys playing ten yards off. I, I we we complained about that last year, Rick, and I, and I do think oh, it's I, a genuine concern. I really do believe I, that. I know. So that brings up the coaching aspect. Yes, they don't fix problems. They don't fix them. Anyway, Mike, my, my question mm-hmm. is, on that starting defense yes. uh, we, you were talking about, um, on that first drive, I'm wondering if you know how many of the starters were actually in because I know the actual play that Mathis got injured on. It was the play that uh, yeah, I don't Watson. Think, I think Watson, Deron was off Watson, Watson went to the five-yard line and, um, Mathis, to his credit, he kind of fell down, but he still, he, him and his 390 pounds <laughs> right. still chased Watson down yeah. to the five-yard line. But um, I saw him in, so I'm wondering if there were maybe a couple. Of, I'm wondering if Wild Goose was in there, too, by the yeah. way. I don't know. But anyway, if you know how many starters were yeah, out. I got you. John, John Allen didn't play that much. I know that No, much. he didn't. And so I think they're trying to got- work the rotation on the interior, that defensive front, Rick. I appreciate the call. on. There was a couple of things I noticed in terms of guys not playing. Kendall Fuller did not play. They went with uh, Benjamin St. Juice. Emmanuel Forbes, and I believe it was Rashad Wild Goose or Danny Johnson. One of the two uh, ended up getting the start. We know Christian Holmes, to me, was the guy in the secondary that stood out the most. But, yeah, I see what Rick was trying to say, like maybe giving them the benefit of the doubt because all the starters went on the field. But Fildarian Mathis is someone that's going to play regularly for this defense. So I don't really look at that as an excuse. 
I, I just wonder moving forward, man, is this group going to start to smell themselves, so to speak? Is this group going to start to feel like their ish don't stink? And Ron Rivera's cautioned us about that with, with the, the maturity that he's constantly cited with this group. I don't think it's necessarily a big deal. If I know Jack Del Rio and Jeff Scanina the way I think I do, when they watch the film of what happened Friday night, guys got called out. Guys are going to take it personal, and they're going to fly around to the football this week against Baltimore coming up Monday night in the preseason game. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listing lines. If you want to give your thoughts on anything you saw from the preseason opener against the Cleveland Browns on Friday night, I'm all ears for you. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll take a look around the National Football League and look at how some of the rookie quarterbacks fared in their preseason debut. All that and more next right here on The Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, for one final segment uh, before we get to the top of the hour. Nats baseball coming up here on The Fan. They're looking to complete the series sweep against the Oakland Athletics. Last night they won... In a walk-off fashion, K-Bear Ruiz home run for the second consecutive night to help the Nats win for the seventh time in their last 10 games. And they've also won 11 out of 13 from Nats Park. You will hear game three of Nats and the Oakland Athletics coming up at 135 right here on The Fan. Want to continue to take your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Preseason game number one in the books. There was some good. There was some bad. I want to discuss with you all the way this Washington Commanders defense played. Are you concerned at all by the performance of the first team defense during the opening drive of the game? I've given you the numbers here. 12 plays, 67 yards, 6 minutes, 58 seconds a game clock. And we saw it. That defense didn't look good. They ended up getting the goal line stopped. But to me, I was kind of disappointed by what I saw from that group. Want to take your calls on this, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Let's go to Rod in Lando. What's going on, Rod? Hey, what's up, yo? Thanks for taking my call. So, I mean, I agree with you, man. You know, um, one, one of the things, I, you know, this defense, I know what the numbers say, their stats and all that. But, you know, I never really thought that they were as good as their stats project them to be. Huh. I mean, they always think – they always seem to have a lot of problems with teams that can run the ball and that have running quarterbacks. Um, they always seem to not be able to get off blocks. Like you, you really, they, they, they always seem to be blocked all the time. You know, and you never see that linebacker just coming and blow a runner back up. You don't see that that much with them. Um, and I also, you know, uh, you know when. I, when I, when I was watching the preseason game, it mm-hmm. kind of took me back to last year when yeah. when we played the Giants, San Francisco, and Cleveland. I mean, these guys ran the ball down our throat. Yep. You know, to the point where I'm like, where's Payne? Where's Allen? Like, <laughs> you didn't even hear these guys' name being mentioned. And each and either three, all three of those games I just named, their names was not mentioned in none of them. Yeah. You know, so 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 to me, I, I mean, they got a lot of hype around them with first round draft picks and all that and all that. But but to me they 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 just they just pretty good. I mean they they pretty good. I I think it really depends on who they play. I mean if they play a team that's good, they're going to really struggle. If they play a team that's not that good, then they're going to pad their stats. So so that's that's the way I, I kind 
kind of look at this defense, man. Yeah. And 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 I and I truly believe, you know, uh, that you know, if I if our defensive line played better, then our secondary can be that aggressive because the quarterback I have to get the right. ball out of his hands even faster. Right. So I, I I just think, and then when I and then when I look at our defensive ends with um, you know, with uh, uh, uh Sweat and um and Chase Young, they they the type of defensive ends that almost bring you to the ground, but they never do. You know, so it's like, you know, they were talking about how Chase coming off the top rope, man. How many times they say, oh, Chase Young was there. Yeah, he was there, but he didn't make the play. I will say this, Rod, I appreciate the call. I will say this about Chase Young. The play that he got injured on, I mean, just the absolute dominant move going up against Jedrick Wills, one of the best tackles in football. Mark my words. I've been saying it, and I've been walking this fine line and zigging when everyone zags. I feel like I'm the only person that works for Odyssey DC that is on board with Chase Young having a bounce back year. Constantly, I'm having to defend Chase Young to my colleagues. No, no, no. I'm telling you, the past 18 months for this young man and what he went through, I think you're going to see it come to fruition this fall. And you saw it in the preseason opener. He was, and I wish you could see my fingers, this close, this close to bringing down Deshaun Watson on Friday night. And it was a hell of a move. He's had a good camp. The explosion is back. I'm telling you all, please tread lightly with your Chase Young criticism because I think he's going to be in for a monster year. Let's go to my man Paulie out in the 757. What's going on, big fella? Hell to the W. Hey, man, I told you, defensive comeback player of the year. Yes, sir. Already this written in stone. This, this close, the man got arm-tied. He didn't throw the damn flag. <laughs> Which was crazy, Paulie. I was mad at that. Because <laughs> hey, they just called it on the other end. On the other, you know, on the other end against us. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that one dude, man, he like, like he, he, your expectations are too high. This, this defense and the defensive line, they've been building and they've been improving on consistency every year. Right. You know what I mean? Last year we got consistency from both the tackles. You know, we got consistency out of Montez Sweat. You know what I mean? And, and now we need to just throw Chase Young up in that mix and get that same consistency. And you'll see what this defense can do. I mean, people just think of their first-round picks from Alabama and right. Ohio State. That is just given. You know, all, all of a sudden, they got, we got the fierce enforcer. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, take time. Any, anybody else, man? I right. would say this, though. Mm-hmm. Montez Sweat, keep your damn helmet on your head. Oh, no. Because, you know I mean? look, Paul, I'm glad you brought that up because in a real game, that's a penalty, bro. Yeah, I, it's a yep. stupid rule, but it's still a rule. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look Keep at you your pointing. Your head, look look man. at you. Look at you pointing out some 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 undercover stuff, Paulie. I didn't even mention that. Hey, look. Hey, look. I like how the running backs look. I they look too. real decisive, all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was one foot, a foot in the ground and get upfield. Yep. And everybody was running hard. So overall, I like what I saw, man. I like the sense of urgency, even though it was a preseason game. Yeah. See, like everybody was playing fast. You know, like, Paulie. Like Paulie, let me ask, Paulie, let me ask you this before we get you off here. What do you think about yeah, yeah. Andrew Wiley? Because I know you're somebody that watches the big boys with a keen eye. I was – you can't have two drive-killing penalties in three series, bro. You can't on your first preseason game on a new team. Right. I don't care if he was in the office or not. It's the first preseason game, man. You know what I mean? Now, now we, we in week four of the regular season, we get the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, hopefully you, you know had the mean? same energy come the regular season, man, because I'm – I was disappointed, man, and I get what you're saying. It's preseason; you can't put a bunch of stock hey, into know, it. But boy, but, but you know we, but you know what we saw. What did we see after that? 
Everybody wanted to talk about no, no. Everybody wanted to talk about Eric Bieniemy. I seen Eric Bieniemy made an adjustment after that. He started throwing quick passes. He did helping him out, helping the line out. You know what I mean? So we see that adjustment, even though it was a preseason game with Eric Bieniemy, man. And they talked all that stuff all week long about coaching hard, <laughs> but that offense looked crisp. The it offense did. was getting out of the huddle. It did. You know what I mean, the offense was moving at a different, at a, at a fast tempo. So, so something must be going right out there on that field. In Definitely, practice, man. man. Look, Paulie, I, I appreciate it. Them, man. Have a good Sunday. Yes, sir, man. To the w. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the rookie quarterbacks who made their debuts over the weekend. You saw C.J. Stroud. We saw Anthony Richardson. We saw Bryce Young. This afternoon, we'll get to see another new quarterback, uh, a new face in a new place, so to speak. Derek Carr making his Saints debut. And Jimmy Garoppolo making his Las Vegas Raiders debut. Uh, Definitely excited to see that. Got the pregame coverage on here right now. Uh, The first game of our doubleheader this afternoon, I believe set to kick off at 1 o'clock Eastern time on the NFL Network. It is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in the Noya taking on Derek Carr in the new-look New Orleans Saints. We heard it all week long, and we know it's a Andy Reid staple. The starters for the Kansas City Chiefs expected to get about a quarter of work against this vaunted Saints defense. Definitely excited to see the matchup. Patrick Mahomes versus Derek Carr. We talked about it at the top of the show. Derek Carr with a good offensive line and a premier defense. Who knows just how good the New Orleans Saints might end up being. I think they can end up being a factor in a pretty weak NFC. We'll take a quick timeout, though. When we come back, more of your calls. Plus, we'll look at the rookie quarterbacks coming up next. One final segment for you here on 106.7 The Fan before we hand the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They get you warmed up for the red-hot Washington Nationals looking to complete the series sweep against the Oakland Athletics. We'll let you hear that that Charlie Slows call. Chris, if you can, if you can cue that up for me, man. The wonderful pipes of Charlie Slows on this call last night one of my favorites, K-Bear Ruiz, hit the first pitch of the ninth inning into the right field bullpen to give the Nats a 3-2 victory last night over the Oakland Athletics. It was the second consecutive night uh, that K-Bear Ruiz went yard. And you want to talk about icing your veins. Walk-off home run last night from K-Bear, the first of his young career. K-Bear Ruiz leading off, first pitch, hit to deep right field. This is way back. This ball is going, 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 goodbye! Bang, zoom goes K-Bat Ruiz on the first pitch from Lucas Ursag with his 14th home run of the year, an absolute rocket into the Nationals' bullpen and a curly W's in the books as the Nationals await to mob K-Bat Ruiz dumping him with a bucket full of water and Gatorade at home plate. And the Nationals celebrate a come-from-behind walk-off victory over the Oakland Athletics. A curly W's in the books. The final score, the Washington Nationals 3, the Oakland Athletics 2. Don't you just get steamed up here and old Charlie Slow's on the call, man. Talk about some good pipes. In this industry, it's all about the voice. And Charlie Slow's Got me with the hairs on my arm standing up, man. A hell of a call. K-Bear Ruiz keeping the Washington Nationals playing good baseball post-All-Star break. I've said it a couple times throughout the program. The Nats, winners of seven out of their last ten, 
including 11 of their last 13 right here at home at Nats Park. They're back there again uh, this afternoon. So the hope uh, is that some of that good juju uh, continues to spew out, man. We got a big week coming up here in the DMV. The Washington Commanders participating in joint practices this week with the Baltimore Ravens, fresh off the preseason opener. Got some injuries to monitor throughout the week as well. It's going to be exciting, man. We continue to inch closer and closer uh, to week one of the NFL regular season. We got two preseason games kicking off this afternoon, one already in progress. The New Orleans Saints winning the toss, so we will see Derek Carr in this new-look Saints offense from the get-go. They're hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Then a little bit later on at about 4 o'clock Eastern time, I think this particular preseason matchup uh, is super interesting because of the quarterbacks overlapping each other. Jimmy Garoppolo, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, taking his talents to Sin City to play quarterback for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Jimmy G, not much of a participant uh, during the offseason because he was nursing a foot injury. Not sure how many snaps we're going to see him take tonight, but definitely an intriguing storyline going in. And then on the flip side for San Francisco, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant from last year, leading this team to the NFC Championship game. He goes down with an elbow injury. He's been practicing during training camp. Hadn't been pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but he's working. It's the backup quarterback job, though, for San Francisco, uh, where we have a hot and heavy quarterback competition. Trey Lance, former number three overall pick uh, from North Dakota State. And then Sam Darnold, the former first-round pick of the New York Jets, trying to right his wrongs and get his career back on track. All reports out of San Francisco this summer have been that Sam Darnold uh, has been on one, so to speak, and Kyle Shanahan doing what he does best, squeezing the most out of the quarterback position and getting him to play some good ball. Uh, so definitely excited to see who ends up winning that backup quarterback job. I'll be honest, and I'm, I'm trying to be nice when I say this. Trey Lance, buddy. It's put up or shut up time for you. Former top five pick. You got to prove your worth to the San Francisco 49ers. That is going to do it for me. I'm back with you here tomorrow night following Grant and Danny 630 to 10 right here on The Fan. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The Washington Nationals looking for the series sweep. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler bringing that's on deck. Coming up right about now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 